Home is the starting place of love, hope, and dreams. Hi, this is Tiffany Ash with People Savings Bank. Whether you are purchasing a new home, looking to refinance your current mortgage loan, or looking for a flexible home equity line of credit option, now is the perfect time to give PSB a call. Ask for one of our dedicated real estate lenders to learn more about getting you and your home on the right track. At People Savings Bank, it's all about making the right choices for you. Locations in Wellsburg, Cleves, and Dyke. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Roll blue. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of DNH Loose Change Podcast. My name is Travis Kiewit. We are on season number one, episode 20. Reach 20 episodes. I also like to thank everyone that has downloaded our Loose Change Podcast. Just got a notification this last week that we have reached over 3,000 downloads. Uh, so we really appreciate that, uh, everybody listening and downloading, and we're going to try our best to keep it going this summer. Uh, one thing we've talked about is maybe trying to get uh, some more teachers and associates and other staff members who are busy during the school year, trying to get them on uh, the podcast now that they have a little more free time on their hands. So as far as when the podcasts are going to drop, um, We'll still try to keep it to that Wednesday and Thursday kind of thing, but it, uh, follow our Twitter account, DNH Loose Change, there on Twitter to get the latest information of when episodes will be dropping. So today we are going to start out with that. Have three awesome guests booked for today. We have Sarah Bixby, who works in the library, her first year there. Uh, at the Dyke Elementary. Also have Angie Norton, first grade teacher at Dyke Elementary. And we are going to finish up the day, the interviews with Courtney McCarter, who is a kindergarten K-2 uh, special education teacher here at Dyke Elementary as well. So uh, hopefully you'll enjoy those interviews and we will be right back with the first interview with Sarah Bixby right after these messages. In the market for affordable home improvement products, Eubin Building Supplies carries those high-quality building materials you need. Whether you're a homeowner, DIY handyman, landlord, or contracting company, their store in Dyke, Iowa has everything you need to get the job done right the first time. Their in-store builder showroom is designed to make the selection process easy. View samples, discuss options, and then take a few samples back to your home or office for consideration. Eubin Building Supplies is dedicated to getting the job done right, and their friendly experts will help you find exactly what you need to fit your lifestyle, home decor, and budget. 
Go and visit their Dyke showroom at 635 Main Street or call 319-989-2222 to see, touch, and feel the latest styles. All right, back here on the DNH Loose Change podcast. Our next interview guest is none other than Sarah Bixby. Sarah, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Travis. Good morning. Yeah, it's it's a great day, isn't it? It is a great day. Nice and cool out there. It is. We're in it a little is. bit of a heat wave, aren't we? A little bit of a heat wave. Do you like the heat? I don't mind it. Because we know winter will be here in three months, so right. it's short. <laughs> this isn't the random question of the day, but would you rather have it be cold or hot? I would rather have it be cold, because if I have to be out working in this, I wouldn't like it. Right. And part of your job we'll get into is being outside. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you there. Yep. I do like the summer, though. Yeah. And I only like to sweat when I want to sweat. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like that. That's good. That, that might be your motto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sarah. Sarah is part of the DNH uh, staff here. And uh, to start out, we'll just get a little background info on you, where you went to school, uh, how you ended up here at DNH, maybe some uh, family, what you got going on there. So. All right. I grew up in Dyke. I started kindergarten here, and we I graduated in 1990. We were the Bobcats. Yep. I then went to Hawkeye Community College for a year and had a couple of random jobs. Then I had children, two boys, Carter and Grant, and I started doing a daycare. <clears throat> and I did that for like 16 years. And then Tim and I moved from in-town Dyke to out in the country. Yep. And then I started working at the school. Nice. And how long have you been at, with the school? Uh, since 2012. So. Oh, wow. That's been... Yeah. And... Because my kids went to uh, yeah. to you for daycare, and I didn't realize that you were out for that long. Yep. It's been quite a while. It'll be that 10 has, years. Yeah, that has been quite a while. Yeah. Wow. Time flies. Time flies, That's as always, right? Yes. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right. And you've been here since 2012, correct? 2012, yes. And you've held a couple different positions. Yeah. When I first started, I was in the preschool, and that was... Within the last couple of years, I changed positions. This last year, I've been in the elementary, Dyke Elementary Library. Nice. And I've really enjoyed that. That's good. And my first question is, uh, how was the switch from your previous position to here? It actually went really well. I, I liked it. I liked being in the library where I could see all the kids. And it was just something different. I loved preschool. I loved the little ones. They're yeah. Fresh and <laughs> full of energy, full of energy and <laughs> innocence. And but yeah, I really like the library. It's it's been nice getting to know all the kids. Right. Was there a reason for the change or just something different? Or I, I know no. I know somebody um, left the position open. Yep. So it, it was there. Yep. Any reason for take just no, nope, just, just change of scenery, just going where they need me. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> yes. good. Yep. That's good. Yep. Um, so the library and this past year, uh, everybody knows COVID mm-hmm. mania. How did that affect you as far as the library? I know this was your first year, yeah. so you 
can't really compare it to previous yes. years, but you have a pretty good idea of what went on before. Yeah, being my first year, it really wasn't too bad. We just had to hold the books back for a few days, and then I could shelve them. I had the partition, which was okay. I might keep that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that might that might be a permanent thing. I saw some some partitions have come down, and that's one of the questions I ask. I, you like the? Di- I mean, the distance sometimes <laughs> yeah. is kind of nice. Yeah, I think I might keep that up a little bit. <laughs> but no, it hasn't really. It's the kids were able to come in, come out, check out books. It was. It actually went really smooth and. It was good. Kids were pretty good with this. Yes. I mean, they understood. Yep. What about, um, so circulation, so you had to keep books back. Was there ever a, a demand for a certain thing or, you know, teachers coming in? I mean, did you ever have a time where, you know, you had to say, nah, I can't, we got to wait a little bit? There were a couple times that that would happen. And then a couple times I would wipe off a book with a wipe and I got busted a few times. I thought you're supposed to hold that book, Sarah. So, <laughs> so he was watching the you. Kids the COVID in, police. The kids keep me in check a lot. Oh, it was the kids that <laughs> were calling you out? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they, they were. I'm like, well, you really want it, so I can wipe it down. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a very good book. Yeah, no, it was mostly the kids keeping me in check. I'm like, so the kids did very well with the mask and the books, and yeah, I was very proud and impressed of with the children yeah i thought the same thing on the new hartford campus and you know they they kind of it was one of those where nobody wanted to wear it nobody liked them but it was just one of those expectations and you just did it nope they did did a great job what um how was the learning curve switching to the library you know because they were they're different i mean pretty different they are I shouldn't admit this, but I had to Google the Dewey Decimal System. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, yes. Oh, nice. Dewey. <laughs> oh, Dewey. Oh, yep. But, yeah, no, it was went smooth. It was good. I found myself saying my ABCs a lot. Oh, sure. And then I would hear that book beeping sound in my head quite a bit. Oh, my gosh, yes. No, it was, I really enjoyed it. Good. Uh, best part of the job there in the library. I know you've already maybe said a yeah. couple things, but what was what was the good thing about being in the library uh, this year? Uh, like I said, I really liked seeing every kid. It was nice meeting meeting them, and it was just nice being able to interact with all of them. And it's got to be kind of refreshing in this day of age of technology and everything else that kids are still interested in the yes. books and, yep. and coming after it. Yep. And are you a book reader yourself or every once in a while kind of thing? Um, I try, yeah. but every, yeah. I'm with you. I probably should read a little more than yeah. I do, but. I tr- I should, but, yeah. yeah. Probably not appropriate books I read, but. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I've been around a few of those books around the campfire. We won't, yeah. we won't go we down won't that go there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll go on just to the next question. <laughs> um, what is something not so good about the job? I mean, you don't have to, you know, just. Is there anything, you know, you talked about the beeping over and over and over. Is it, was there a monotonous job? You just, you know, like for me over in New Hartford, it's doing the announcements in the morning. I got to put them up on the board every morning, every morning. It's like, uh, it just never goes away. Anything on your end, shelving books? Just the worst part, it was when I couldn't find a book and I knew I shelved it or I knew a kid said I brought it back and I don't like hounding kids. Right. (laughs) To bring their books or I always want to believe them so just not being able to find a book once in a while and then I go to the shelf I'm like oh wrong spot yeah. so then I'm like 
Then I'd have to apologize to a kid. I'm like, I'm so sorry. It was me, not you. (laughs) So how important is it to put the book back in its proper... Because I've... I haven't done it for a while, but you know, you, I equate it to the grocery store. Yeah. Nope. You, you pick something up and all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, that looks a little bit better. I think I'll just drop this off here because somebody else will. Yeah. No, it's pretty, it's important because you put it back, you don't find it. And then two days later, a teacher will want it. And then I'm like, right. oh, you can't <laughs> find it. And I'm like, oh, they're like, are you doing your job? I'm like, yes. Right. I think I am. <laughs> I, I know I put it back. I'm like, is someone coming in here and messing with me at night? <laughs> have, <laughs> well, that might actually be... Uh, I know. <laughs> I have never done that, so I just... Okay. Um, for those of you out there, uh, Sarah and I are pretty good friends, and <laughs> we like to rib each other once in a while, but I, I would never do that to you in a professional setting. I've said that a couple times, like, someone was in here moving my books. <laughs> right, now somebody like maybe Tony Norton. Yes, he would definitely mess with me. Somebody might kind of... <laughs> and they know exactly... They know where what book they need, so they grab the book and put it somewhere else and then come in, put you on the hot seat. Yes. (laughs) Full well knowing that I know where that book is. Yeah. (laughs) Hmm. That'll be interesting. Uh, Remodeling. Yes. Have you seen the pictures? I haven't seen any for, I saw a few, but it's going to be exciting. So what's, do you know what's going on in the, the I I know they've got it gutted out and kind of stuff, but do you know... I know, like, part of the library is going to be Tom, Mr. Texter's and Sherry's office now. Okay. So, and then the front part that faces Main Street, there's going to be all windows. Oh, wow. So, that'll be nice. Yeah, that'll be really nice. And then there's going to be a partition between two of the rooms and their windows. But, yeah, we're getting all new shelving, new seating. It's going to be beautiful. So, how was the moving out? It that, actually, that's a lot of books. It was a lot of books, but it actually went pretty smooth. A lot of help. Yeah, Nicole kids. and I did most of it, and just getting them in order because first we had to do uh, inventory. Oh sure. Because we that didn't happen last year because of the COVID. We just got the boot. Right. So we had to make sure we found all the books first. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and how many do you know roughly? How many books are there? I mean, I any guesstimation or I mean that has to be a a truck ton. A truck ton. I don't. I should know. But I don't. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. So you guys inventoried them. You had to take them out of the library, yep. I'm assuming. Yep. We inventoried them, boxed them, and then one day a bunch of high schoolers hauled them all down to the gym. Oh, good. Yeah, it went really smooth. And then I'm assuming, will it be done for the beginning of the school year? Is that the plan? That's the plan, yes. And then they go back in the yep. shelves? Popped all unboxed them, everything. Hopefully they all fit back. Right. <laughs> right. What happens? I'm not sure. Have you seen the plans for the library? I have seen them, yes. Does it look nice? I mean, It looks very nice. And you said yeah. new furniture and everything, too? Yes, new bookshelves. I think I get a new desk chair. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know. Really upgrading. I know. No, maybe, it looks really nice. Maybe they can silence the beep? Maybe they could. Something like that. <laughs> That'd be fun. <laughs> nope, I'm looking forward to it. Cool. Off-season's here. I, I call it the off-season. What do you do? What do I do? Yeah. What What do you have? Uh, what do you do in a normal? Because you've you've been here in the district for a while, and your contract is is same thing as you know. Yeah. Teachers and stuff. I'm assuming. I don't really like just. I'm around the house. I my nephew plays junior high baseball, so I went and watched him this week, and just 
I have the pleasure of having a husband that lets me stay home, not find nice. a summer job. So nice. He's really good to me. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to your husband. Yep, Tim Bixby. Tim, Tim Bixby. Yep. Yeah. You mentioned the kids. But... The kids, yes. Carter yep. and Grant. Yeah, wasn't sure if you mentioned uh, Tim nope. or not. But... Nope, Tim. Yep, he's amazing guy. <laughs> Anything uh, plans for this summer? No, um, we're gonna do some camping trips. We're gonna go camping in a couple weeks in Minnesota, and then. And you usually go with your parents. Yes. Correct. Yep, my parents are going. But no, other than that. Just lounging around. Now, with the beginning of the school year, does that, will you have to come back early f- for that? I'm not sure or about that Have yet. they said anything? Mm-mm. I'm not just sure Just kind of about... wait to see if the library yeah. gets done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see if it gets done. Yeah. Hopefully it does. <laughs> yeah, it'll be it'll be a, a big improvement because yeah. there's not a lot of light no. in there. That's kind of nice to hear that there's going to be some windows because the new addition does not, it goes up to that area, but it doesn't go in front of that yeah. area, I think. Yep. No, so, it'll look really, it'll look nice. Yeah, every time I, I, I went to Dyke as well, and every time I go into that library, the first thing I think of is the Oregon Trail, <laughs> playing on those, whatever, <laughs> Apple IIe's or Apple IIc's. Yep. <laughs> Just it, every time I go in, that, that's the first thought that comes into my mind is Oregon Trail. Yep. <laughs> and I just saw on Facebook, I have a, uh, a cousin that she posted that you can, somewhere online, you can play the original Oregon Trail. Nice. We like should try that. Green screen. I know. I I need to get around to it. Yeah. I was a big Oregon Trail person. Were you? Yeah. No. No? No. No. I don't think so. <laughs> Were you in Mrs. Davis's class? I was not. No. Oh. We got chips and stuff, and so then you got yeah, rewards no. and things. Yeah, like they didn't put me in the fun classes. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You know, I did. We ever have class together? I don't remember. Who'd you have for first grade? We'll go through this real quick. I had. I'm Mrs. sorry, I'm putting you on the spot. I had Mrs. Richardson for kindergarten. Well, everybody did. Yes. <laughs> I can't remember. Capriva or Peterson? Peterson. Okay, Capriva, second grade. Um, Erpelding or Dickerson? Dickerson. I had Erpelding. Third grade was Boyke or Rouse. I had Boyke. So did I. Fourth grade was, uh, was it Jensen and... How do you remember? I can't remember. Miller. Mrs. Miller. Okay, I had Jensen. Yeah. Or was that fifth grade? She was fifth grade. She was fifth, because fifth grade was Hinkle. I had Hinkle. Yeah. It was fourth grade. I'm trying to... And then sixth grade was Davis and Pokrovic, I believe. Yeah, I had Mrs. Pokrovic. I had Davis. So. Guess they didn't want us together ever. Yeah, wow. The word was out way back then. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sarah, we're going to end this interview with the random question of the day. Okay. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Your random question of the day is what would be the coolest animal to scale up to the size of a horse? So it's got to be smaller than a horse, but it can be any animal. What would be cool if it could be the size of a horse? Any animal. Yep. Like, so I, I, I made the question. I didn't make it. I found the question, so I, I got a little time to think. So I said gecko. A gecko, yeah. I think a huge gecko, the size of a horse cruising around the countryside 
yeah. would be kind of intimidating. It would be, but I don't know, Travis. I just want to say a honey badger. <laughs> <laughs> a honey badger. That would be a that would be a bad honey badger. Aren't they mean? I think so. Wow. <laughs> I'm not sure why that yeah. popped into my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be honest, if you know Sarah, I'm not sure. <laughs> a lot of things <laughs> that pop into your head. Where they're coming from? I have no idea. Wow. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that. Honey badger. I like it. <laughs> Any particular reason why? Nope, none whatsoever. <laughs> well, and there you go, folks. Oh, Sarah's cracking up over there. Oh, wow. All right, Sarah. Well, I really appreciate you coming in and taking the time out of your off-season to be on the podcast today. You're very welcome. So hopefully Thank you enjoy you. the rest of the summer and... If you need help in the library, make sure you uh, get a hold of Tony Norton. I sure will. He's the best. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you later, Sarah. All right, bye-bye. <laughs> the DNH Loose Change Podcast is looking for the final two businesses to partner with us here at Dyke New Hartford. DNH Loose Change will be a weekly podcast focusing exclusively on all things DNH. The podcast will primarily consist of interviews from administrators, teachers, support staff, coaches, and our own DNH students. By becoming a partner, your business will be given up to a 60-second pre-roll, mid-roll, or post-roll read in every episode to a captive audience. Your donation will go directly to help out the DNH Booster Club as well as help offset the cost of producing the podcast. For more information, contact Travis Kiewit at 319-983-2206 or by email at travis.kiewit at dnhcsd.org. Thank you in advance for your support of our DNH students and roll blue. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back on the Loose Change Podcasts with our next special guest, Angie Norton. Angie? Hi, Travis. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. It's rather warm outside. A little toasty. It's been toasty all week, and I think it's going to stay toasty. It is. You have a nice oasis, by the way. I do. I just left my oasis to come chat with you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Headed back? I am headed back. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of time before softball tonight. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. And our listeners appreciate it as well. Our dedicated listeners. So well, good. Good. You will be famous after this. Have to sign autographs I'm sure. and everything. Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> All right, Angie, we're going to get to know you a little bit and find out... Uh, a little more about you and, and here at DNH. So why don't you start off and give us some background on you as far as schooling, where you went, kind of uh, kind of catch us up to present day. So college or high school or you, you, well, let's start let's start the uh, elementary high school way back. All right, yeah, way back machine. Well, I grew up here in Dyke. Um, I graduated from Dyke High School as a Bobcat. Um, in 1989 and then I went to UNI to pursue my degree in teaching. I knew right away that's what I was going to do so it didn't take me long and then after I completed that at UNI I subbed for 
oh, three-fourths of a year probably. And then I got, I filled in in a fifth grade position from March to the end of the year here in Dyke. And then I got hired for first grade the following year. Oh, wow. So I've been here ever since. And how many years is that? This will be my 28th year. And all in first grade? I did. Or did you bounce around a little bit? No, I did a one-year gig in kindergarten. Um, <laughs> You're laughing at that. I am laughing at that. It, it was an it experience. Was an experience, yes. I there is a place, special place for kindergarten teachers for sure, and even first grade for that matter. I mean, the, the littles, but at kindergarten, I, I feel there's a, there's a special place for you, and I, I almost feel like there should be like an extended summer. <laughs> Yes, there for sure should be an extended summer. Yes. Dana and Allison have my utmost respect for sure. So one year of kindergarten. One year of kindergarten, the rest in first grade. In first grade. Wow, that's obviously like first grade. I do. I love first grade. It's a it's a big year. It's an important year. Um the curriculum, there's a lot that they learn. Reading obviously is a is a biggie. Um, kindergarten teachers do a great job. They come to us every year knowing more and more. And so our curriculum, you know, has changed over the years. What I taught my first graders way back when my very first group, which would be like I'm trying to think, like Tony Murfeld and Nathan Baker, Michael Grainer, some of those kids were my first first graders. Wow. What I uh, taught those guys in first grade as far as reading goes is way different than what I teach my kids now. They come in knowing so much more. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's, do you think exposure to, you know, I don't want to say social media, but iPads, I mean, is it because there's more availability, I guess, you know, or is it, do you think it's just, I think more availability is part of it. Education has figured it. I mean, um, it, education just has changed. Um, Preschool in our school district has made a big difference. So, you know, they're doing things in preschool now that typically was done, I'm talking 27, 28 years ago, right. was done in kindergarten. And sure. now it's done in preschool. So it's just kind of started a little bit earlier for everybody. Preschool is a big part of it. But I do think the availability on social media and using their iPads and different shows and programs on the computer or on TV makes a difference right. too. Yeah, a little more tech savvy i guess when they come in and yeah their yeah learning curve i guess might be a little bit less kind of thing yes yeah teaching you uh mentioned that when you went to you and i you that's what you wanted to do yep why how did you know that's what you wanted to do what decide you know what made you decide that yeah education's where i want to go cuz normally when somebody goes to college Right. It's three or four different majors and, you know, trying to just figure out where you're at. It seems like you had it. I mean, you knew cut and dried what was going to happen. Yeah, I did know. I guess I don't really know what the turning point was. Um, I don't know. I guess I had a really good experience here as a child, you know, junior high, high school. I had a good experience. My teachers were great. I think that made a big difference for me, you know, because I had a positive experience as a student. Um, and I enjoy kids. I enjoy little kids. I get a chuckle out of them. They make me smile. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, student teaching. Where did you? I student taught in Wellsburg. Okay. Yep. Now, did they back then? Was it two placements or just the one, or was it? Did you do two different grade levels? I did two different grade levels. I did kindergarten and second grade. Okay. Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about upper elementary at all? Mm, no. I mean, is, 
you, you like where you're I, at. I, I mean, like where I'm at. I think maybe if I were going to go anywhere, maybe second grade. I think second grade would be a yeah. good grade because I really, really, I mean, I like my kids all year long, but I really like them at the end of the year. You know, they're more independent. They kind of yeah. get humor. They get jokes. They interact with you more as a, more of a human than a child, I guess. Sure. And um, so I'm always kind of sad to see them go, and I'd like to sometimes have that opportunity to follow them to second grade. But, no, I like where I'm at. Yeah. Um, my wife, when we lived out in Arizona, she they had multi-age. Yeah. Like two yeah. threes, and they so they stuck with the same teacher for two years. And I'd never heard of that, and I thought that was kind of unique. And they only... I guess I shouldn't, I'm guessing right now, but I, I think it was a, not a select group, but it was the same group that, that traveled as the two years. Right, right. I, I think I would like that, but I also like the part of, um, a change every yeah. year, a fresh start, new kids, new personalities, things like that to get to know. So I like that part of it also. And you also get to stay, well, for the most part, the smartest person in the classroom. Well, <laughs> with first graders, I mean, well, that is you do. I mean, I if you there. ask them, it might be a different story, but <laughs> yes. you you know that you are the smartest one. Most days I feel I am. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Got those good times, right? Yeah, that's right. There are days. <clears throat> maybe I, not. I know teaching PE when I was at Hudson, we sometimes you're amazed at, at what comes out of their mouths and you're like, wow. Yeah. They know a lot. Little kids know a lot. They know a lot of content and factual information about things that always kind of amazes me but that's good it's a good thing nice best part of your job what's if i know it probably it's a lot of things but what's right. something that you always enjoy or look forward to uh, teaching you know first grade the best part of my job obviously are the kids i mean that's why i think all yeah. of us are in it and why we stay in it because there are some other things that aren't always so great. But, I mean, the kids are the best part. And the best part, I think, in f for first grade is by the end of the year, you see such a change in their reading. And that light bulb goes off and it all kind of starts to click and come together. And they see themselves as a reader. That's the best part for me. Yeah. And reading is, I mean, obviously hit on that quite a bit. In the yeah, that's, we spend a lot, most of our day yeah. on reading. And do you... With kids having access to iPads and stuff like that, do mm -hmm. you see a change in that, or do you see them still gravitating towards books, or do you? I mean, as long as they're reading, you don't care. I mean, what's what's the thought? Because you know, different philosophies out there, and yeah. I mean, um, the iPads are great. Um, I'm glad we have them, and the kids enjoy them. I want to say the novelty of them, but really, it's not a novelty really for them. Um, but, you know, I'm kind of still old-fashioned. I still like mm -hmm. them to be, if possible, have a book in their hand and actually reading a book. And they and I really think they still like that the best. Yeah. Yep. I have a few on my bus route. Yeah. Uh, elementary kids that are pretty big-time readers. And, mm -hmm. and it's, it is, it's, 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 it's fresh to see. Yeah. You know, that they're still interested in it. And because I always, once that technology shows up and... Um, you're just not sure what that library is going to look like. Right. You know, and right. You know. And actually, probably now an actual book in their hand probably is more of a novelty than right. the iPad, I guess, probably. But yeah, which is kind of sad, I think. But yeah. as long as they're reading is the main thing. Yeah. Uh, you hit on it just a little bit. What's something about your job you wish maybe would go away? <laughs> that's something that's 
for me, um, and I talk about it in, with all uh, our guests, is my, my biggest thing is every morning I got to print up the announcements and put them on the board. And every single day it's over and over. I'm like, huh. I, I know it needs to be done. I know right, it's part right. of the gig, but what's something that... Uh, um, something that I struggle with the last few years is I feel like we don't do as many... When I go back and look at some of the curriculum stuff that we used to do and some of the projects and more of the fun stuff that kids would think was fun, um, making teepees, um, learning about the ocean, making ocean in two-liter bottles, things like that. Um, that kind of stuff has kind of gone by the wayside, mm-hmm. unfortunately. We don't get to that. Um, I guess I feel like I have all of these... Uh, I, I guess just their skills that they need to go. There's so much more pressure, I feel like, of what they need to know by when and the testing and they have to be able to do this that we spend so much time just working, 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 working that we don't have as much yeah. fun. We don't do as many fun projects as we used to. I miss that, especially in first grade. I think it's important that we have some downtime and do stuff like that, but I don't yeah. feel like I always get to it like I used to. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I, I You know, it's... It's a test here. It's, you know, whatever they call it now, map testing. And then it's yes. ITBS back in the day. And then it's, you know. Uh, a lot of assessment. Yeah. It's, it's you know, and again, that, that's what the state wants. And that's right. what, you I mean, you do what you have to. But I yep. I would agree with you. I think, you know, sometimes it's it's nice just to, you know, have a hands-on kind of thing and not have to, you know, read a passage and try to figure out what they're Right. And finding that balance, I kind of str- have struggled with the last few years. I just feel like sometimes it's out of balance. You know, you got to remember they're still six and seven year olds too, right. and they need some downtime and some fun. Yeah. Yeah. To be more creative, use their hands, you know, practice cutting and gluing and right. their fine motor skills. And that is the difference. I mean, their fine motor skills aren't what they used to right. be. Kids just don't spend time coloring and cutting and gluing and doing that kind of stuff. So I kind of miss that yeah. stuff. No, I, I would agree with you. I think mm-hmm. that's definitely don't see that as much as, as what you had in the past. Right. So hopefully this is the only time we have to talk about this. Oh. COVID. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in your classroom, in your position, I mean, you've been, you know, a veteran teacher now. Mm-hmm. Um, not old, but veteran. I say, that's a nice word. A veteran teacher. Mm-hmm. How did COVID affect your classroom, your teachings, um, you know, this year compared to years before? Tougher, easier? I mean, just give us an idea of of what it actually did to your classroom and, and any adjustments or, you know. Right. Definitely not um, easier, but I have to say it was a lot better than I had anticipated it was going to be. Um, The little kids were troopers. I don't think I ever had, I'm not exaggerating either, I don't think I ever had one kid whine about their mask, want to take it off, ask if they could take it off. Um, They did great with it. Um, That's awesome. The part that I missed about it is little kids um, rely a lot on, um, not really, well, your body language language and facial expressions. Yeah. And I think having those masks on cut back on a lot of that. They didn't know necessarily how to read everything. Um, and I just kind of missed their smiles. That just kind of trying to see how they're feeling by reading their facial expressions, how they were feeling about stuff. 
I didn't like that part of it, not being able to see their little faces and their smiles or yeah. if they were frowning or upset, you know, that part of it was hard. But as far as them wanting to keep it on and all the other protocols, I thought they did outstanding. Yeah. What, um, so did you enjoy the last couple of weeks or the last you yes. week and a half with, I mean, wasn't that. Yes, it was great. Did you see a difference in the kids? And I did. I mean, their personalities came through yeah. a little bit more. You know, well, I mean, I could see their personalities a little right. bit more. You know, their smiles and yeah. yeah. So that was nice to have that last couple of weeks. Yeah, and I definitely them. think communication was, you know, when with the mask on, it was kind of you know not as much talking, which sometimes is okay. Right. But you know, when the mask came off, myself being a bus driver, I noticed a difference on the bus. You know. And just what you said, kids were happy. They were, you know, it was almost like free kind of thing. And they were chatting with each other, you know, in the social interactions. Yes. And, you know, it just you know, it felt more normal. And, yeah. And, um, it was, yeah. It was better. I think so, too. <laughs> and hopefully we don't have to. No. Even, I think it's behind us. Yeah. And and I think the kids here at DNH did a very nice job as well. It's good to hear that the elementary, because I was, would be nervous Expect that lower yeah. elementary, you know, they just. They did great. They yeah. really did. I mean, I think they just knew these were the expectations and what we had to do and why we were doing it. And That's they good. rolled with it. Yeah. Good. You mentioned your oasis. Yes. Yes. What do you do here in the off season to re-energize and, and get the the battery's going here for August and mm-hmm. I do like to spend some time floating in my pool. I will like I like to do that. <laughs> I haven't done a whole lot of it yet. Um I spend most of the summer at softball games. For sure at least all of June and half of July. Yeah. So that's where I spend my time. In the morning I watch Izzy play at junior high and at the evening I watch Madeline play in high school. So a lot of time on the softball field. Do you uh, you're the kids you teach are, are younger, so but do you see many of them in the summertime? And and I always ask, how is their reaction when they they see you outside of school? You know, because most of these kids are you're a teacher, and that's all you do. You don't yes. do anything else. Yes, that has gotten different <laughs> over the years. I used to run into kids like at Quick Start or Walmart or wherever, and they would look at me like. Oh my gosh, what are you doing here? Right. Well, I mean, you don't live at the school. Right, right. And I, kids are different now. Um, I see them now, and, you know, they're excited. Um, I have one, two little girls that I've seen quite a few times at softball games. Her mom's the coach, so I see her quite a bit. And they're usually excited. They made little pictures for me the other night, brought them up to me uh-huh. out of marker cardboard containers. And so, yeah, sure. they're good. It's good. I like to see them in the summer. <laughs> That's good. Any plans uh, for the summer? Anything going on special or? Well, we're going to spend some time out at Vegas for volleyball. That's right. Nationals. And then we are heading to Clearwater over Dead Week. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ever been there before? We have been there before. The girls were quite a bit littler. Um, We did it following a Disney trip. But yeah, this is no Disney trip. This is just going to be beach time. Just relaxation. Yes. That'll be nice. That'll be nice. Yep. Well, well, we'll take care of your pool while you're... Please do. Although I think we might be gone during dead week, too. Oh, but okay. If we're home, we'll, we'll, yes. we'll make Anytime sure... Yes, anytime you want, t- you can go out there. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> I don't think you mean it, but you do. I do. I, I do, do mean it. I, I do appreciate it, though. There's a lot of things people say to me, and they, I don't think they mean it. No, I don't. They're just being nice. No, Which I, is good, because 
it's it's good to be nice, but I don't say it unless I mean it. Anytime. Okay, <laughs> you heard it there, folks. I'm. <laughs> it'll it'll be on record. That's right. It'll be on record. <laughs> All right, Angie. It's time for your random question of the day. You ready? I am. Okay. Here is your random question of the day. Who would you like to live like for one day? Yeah, one day to hang out, be anybody else. This is where you can uh, be jealous of somebody else. Okay. And who would that be or what position or where would you where would you take this? Oh, that's a hard one. Anybody who knows me knows I like music. Mm-hmm. And I have a few songs that are my favorite. Yeah, you have a... A top five. Yeah, you have a uh, mm-hmm. very extensive top five. I do. By the way. Yes. Anybody out there listening, at, go ahead and ask Angie a, a top five or just pull a song up on your phone and, and just see where it goes. Yeah, well, I do like music, particularly like 80s type music. Uh, so I think I would like to spend the day maybe drumming in the band with Bon Jovi. The drummer and, and Bon Jovi. Uh-huh. Yes, in the band. I think that'd be great. I've always wanted to be in a band. That would be. Just, uh, any particular city. Oh. Do you think you'd like to go big, like big, like New York, or would you rather be with Bon Jovi when they first started? Would you, you know, what do you... Uh, oh, that's a good question. I think maybe it'd been a little bit and, more fun maybe when they first started. Yeah. It'd be fun. You like to I still like work with John when he just cutting his teeth and and kind of just and the long hair and the long hair and uh-huh. the, yeah, that would be good. The I ozone like layer destroyer and everything mm-hmm. else. Yes, it'd be good now too. I'm a Bon Jovi fan, so I could do that for a day. Yeah, tour bus and I mean, the whole the thing. whole thing, the yes. whole the, the John, whole experience, the Bon Jovi experience. Yes. I wonder if they actually give that away. You, I bet you, you there's something. If you I, had deep enough pockets, I bet you you could. Well, my pockets aren't yeah, that I don't, deep, yeah, I don't, so uh, I'll just have to dream. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a. I like sports. I think it'd be cool. I've never ever got to be, obviously. Um, I'm a Patriots fan. Okay. Mm. So my, I would like to be Tom Brady. Tom Brady for a day. I would like to just. Nice. So what part of that? Like see what he goes through. I'd, I'd like, like to go through. Oh, yeah. I'd like to do a Sunday mm-hmm. or even a Super Bowl. One of the right. six, six championships that they've won. Okay. I'd like to hang out and. Or just more of his private life, like jetting all over. Or you want to be like part of like the game, like do the game. Yeah. So I, I want the full. Yeah. I want the pregame. I want the game. I want the post game, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe hang out with Giselle, I guess, for a little bit. (laughs) If you have to. Right. Yep. Yep. Have a, you know, the the post game conference. Yep. You know, have kids coming up, sign autographs, you know, everybody just falling over trying to, you know, to get to you. Mm hmm. I think I'd like that. Just. That would be fun. And I I know sometimes they complain about it, but I, I don't think they, they should. No, you know, I don't I, think they I should think, either. Yeah. They don't really have anything to complain about. Yes, they don't. I don't think so. <laughs> they they need to understand. I'm sure there's things. 
All right, so the drummer of Bon Jovi. Yeah. We, we don't know who that is. Or we maybe just... tambourine, something like that. Oh. Just stand there well, with a tambourine. Oh, so it... Yeah, any part, That's really. actually a better idea for someone like you because a drummer, you're stuck behind the, the drums. Tambourine, you can actually get up. Next you, to John Bond. You can get right next to him, you know, yeah. and, and hit that tambourine and maybe, like, you know, lean in and touch shoulders and, you know, just <laughs> yes, kind of... Yes, maybe. <laughs> you know, something like that. Yeah. That would be great. <laughs> It'll have to probably just stay a dream, won't it? It will, but that's okay. Yeah. Gotta have dreams. I'll just l- lay on my floaty in the pool and listen to Now you got to see out and you can just close your eyes and yep. visualize. That's right. That's a good thing. Ah. Uh. All right, Ange. Appreciate you coming in, taking time out of your uh, busy summer, and hanging out with us on the Loose Change Podcast. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care. Yeah. Bye-bye. Reineke Construction is a family-owned business right here in the DNH School District focused on providing residential construction services with the highest levels of customer satisfaction. They do everything possible to exceed your expectations like they have over the last 20 years. Reineke Construction does jobs from installing a garage door, building barns, to your dream house. They have even built a golf course clubhouse. Services include new construction, remodels or general repairs for homes, constructions on a variety of frames and pole buildings, and construction of clubhouses and other commercial buildings. Reineke Construction serves Blackhawk, Butler, Grundy, and surrounding Iowa counties, and most of their business comes from word of mouth, which is the best kind of advertising. Look around their website at reinekeconstruction.com to see a collection of projects they have built or renovated with passion. If you have comments or questions, please feel free to contact them at 319-239-6256 or r-e-i-n-c-o-n-s-t at gmail.com. Reineke Construction. Measure twice, cut once. All right, folks, we are back. Here on the DNH Loose Change podcast. Thanks once again for tuning in to another great episode. And we have another great special guest. Courtney McCarter joins us in the studio. Courtney, how are you doing today? I'm good, thanks. Yeah, summer so far? Summer is excellent. Summer is excellent. That is very good. Sometimes teachers get a bad rap, especially from outsiders when you have summer break. And I had a friend that was adamant that teachers should not have breaks or not get paid. It should be, you know, the year round kind of thing and didn't understand it. And I tried to explain to them as best I can that it is, you need it. You need, I, it, and, we need it. And I'm not sure if you had it. So I don't want to put you on the spot, but let's say there was no summer break. Would you have gone into teaching? Do you think or not sure? I think I probably, probably would have. I'm not sure I would have. I think that was, to me, that was a draw, was to be able to put forth full effort for nine months and then, you know, get rewarded with a little R&R kind of thing. And the more that I taught, I'm like, wow, this, yeah. And 
I taught PE, which wasn't very stressful. You know, it's, it's kind of a fun, you know, kids enjoy coming to it for the most part and stuff like that. But as a teacher, I don't know how that, that's. It's good to have a break. Yes. Especially after, after this year with COVID. Oh, yeah. I just, as soon as we were done, I just felt a deep deep breath and like okay we're done there were so many other things to worry about besides teaching this year and we'll get into those in a little bit too but you're right I think if there's a summer for anybody and even you know last year you know not having school but yet not knowing if we were going to have school and you know some uh, school districts tried to implement online so then you know teachers were scrambling for you know just it's been you know, longer than a school year. It's been, a, you know, the summer wasn't sure what was going to happen, how the classroom was going to look. I mean, it was. <laughs> yeah, the well, the unknown was was just stressful last year. Yes, very much summer. so. So, all right, well, let's uh, we'll go ahead and get to know you a little bit. Why don't you uh, give us some background info? Um, we can all go all the way back to elementary, elementary, high school, college. You know, kind of bring us up to present day. Okay, well, I grew up in New Hartford, so not too far. Um, I was the first class to go through um, Dyke New Hartford together. So we started at seventh grade, and we went all the way through 12th grade because when I was in school, we each had our own elementaries in the towns of Dyke and New Hartford, and we came together in seventh grade. So you didn't, you weren't the first graduating class, but no. you were the first. Class to go seventh through twelfth. Seventh through twelfth. Yep. Wow. Yep. Okay. Graduated class in ninety eight. Nice ninety eight. Yep. Um, I went to college at UNI, and I taught my first job. I was at Cedar Falls. I taught third grade in Cedar Falls, and that same year I had Mary Claire. Oh, yeah. okay. Let's, let's go ahead and just add, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Teaching's already hard enough. Let's go ahead and add something else to the mix. So I, I only taught like six months that year, and then I stayed home. Oh, you so you had her during the school year? I did, yeah. Oh, wow. In February, and then went back in May, and then I didn't go back again until Corbin was a preschooler. So I, I stayed home for okay. 10 years oh, with wow. my kids. Yep. I did and not know that. I did. I did, I did a little bit of daycare. In, from my home, and then when Corbin was a preschooler, I went. I came here and got a job part time in the preschool with him, and then I did that for one year. And when he went to kindergarten, I started full time um, as a K two special ed teacher here at Dyke Elementary. Okay, and how long have? So that's been seven. This is the seventh year I've worked here. And all in special ed. One in preschool. One in preschool, six then in in special ed. Special ed. If I'm adding right correctly, yep. I I had. I had Dyke math, so <laughs> math isn't my strong suit. And speaking of math, I actually, this tells you how bad I was uh, in high school. I, and it might it might have been Algebra 2, something like that. I actually took the class in the morning and then took it again in the afternoon. Oh, they let you do that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I would, so I would take it and I would do the assignment or whatnot and do so poorly on it that I got the chance to get half my credit back in the afternoon class. Was that during a study hall or that was you actually were enrolled in two classes? No, I think it was during a study hall. Okay. Well, that's nice. They're giving you what yeah, you needed. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I don't know if I, if I appreciated it, but I, you know, I did appreciate <laughs> the opportunity to 
So I and so sometimes I sounded really smart in the afternoon class because I already had the morning one. Hey. My teacher was Mr. Wagner. And uh yeah, so he called me every once in a while and so I felt yeah. That's nice. So yeah, so math isn't so anyway, we got way off on on that. But um so special education here is currently K two? Yes, K two. Okay. And how do you like it? Um, I love my job. Yep. I did not want to teach special ed when Mr. Texter first came with me and said, this is what you're going to do. I, it made me really nervous because I didn't really have a lot of experience doing it. But I've grown to love it. Did you get elementary ed from you and I? I did, yes, in, okay. er, in early childhood. And when I was going through, I took only a few classes in my early childhood, and that allowed me to have a K-3 special ed endorsement. Oh, wow. Um, student teaching. I did not student teach in a special ed classroom. What What did you do? What levels did you student teach? Um, I student taught with Suzanne Perez, or she's Molis now. Sure. Here and with Tammy Dickerson in third grade. Oh wow! It was actually I think a second and third grade combination class. Like a multi. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, if you had to choose a grade level, are you you a lower or are you an upper? I'm a lower. I'm a lower lower all the way. Yep. Reason why, or just just good fit? Uh, yeah, it's a good fit for me. You like it? I like little kids. They listen. I can get them to listen to me. There you go. <laughs> well, we just uh, Angie Norton. I had her in here, and and um, she she's first grade teacher, and she likes likes the littles too. And I always kind of make the comment that if if you're teaching the littles, you're probably the smartest person in the, in the room most of the time. <laughs> They'll tell you otherwise, but for the most part, you you're, you're one up on them. <laughs> right. I live with teenagers. I don't know how the junior high teachers do it. I, I love my teenagers, but right. I don't want to teach them. Yeah, there's 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 a passion for, <laughs> you gotta have a passion for each each uh, grade, discipline, I guess. Education. So when you went to U and I, no major change or change of major or nothing. I mean, it was it no. was education always. What made you get into education? Was there a person or a, you know, just a good experience. What what made you go the education route? Because it, as we mentioned with Angie, most people that get into college they're changing it two, three, four times. Not sure what's going on. Um, you, as Angie did, you knew exactly. Yeah, I just what I was. I loved school. School was easy for me growing up. I just loved it. I loved going to school. I loved going and buying my school supplies and getting new stuff. And I like kids. I've I don't really know why. It's just, yeah. I've just known I've always wanted to do it. And doing the daycare probably also, I mean, it shows that. I kind of like kids. Yeah, yeah, you're kind of, <laughs> yeah, you kind of like kids. You know, you don't get into teaching because you, because you don't like kids. Right. <laughs> uh, during the day, what puts a smile on your face during the school day? You know, what's something, obviously this year with COVID was a little different, but, um, uh, What's something that you look forward to or, you know, something you see, you know, within your students um, or in in the school setting in general that kind of kind of gets you to smile a little bit? I think just my just seeing my students every day, I get to be with them in a in a small group. And so we have pretty good relationships. And 
I don't know that there's a specific thing I can tell you just right? other than no. just being with them and working with them. Yeah. How many how many do students does it vary year to year? I'm guessing it, it probably it, does, but the roster does vary year. What's to year. a a general number? Um 10 to 12 maybe. Okay. And are they pulled out or do you have them all year or how does They're pulled out. Um each of my students will have an individualized education plan that I write for them and they have goals that they have are trying to meet and I progress monitor them every two weeks and I look at that data and see if my instruction needs to change throughout the year if they're meeting those goals or not and so they just typically my kids come down for 30 minutes a day to come see me either reading or math usually sometimes writing right and so you got to work with the teachers I work with, yes, I work with students, I work with teachers, I work with associates, and I work really closely with um, AEA staff and the principal. And how is that? I mean, is it, you're in year six of this, so has, I mean, I'm guessing it's gotten easier, but I mean, is it tough to to coordinate all that stuff? I mean, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of moving parts. It is a lot. The schedule is kind of what makes it a little bit tricky. I wish we had more time, obviously, but we make it work. Yeah, that that's a lot of people. It is. That is a lot of people to be. I didn't realize it was that. I, I should have known, but I just didn't realize that. That's a lot. And the parents. I should have put, said the parents too. But right, in contact right, with the parents also. Right. And do you have, um, you have meetings quite a bit. Yeah, once a I mean, year I meet okay. with each of my students, unless they meet a goal sooner, then we would meet sooner with. Sure. Parents. Okay. You talked about IEPs there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you probably deal with some paperwork. Yeah. How intense is that? I mean, there's some pretty strict guidelines. And I mean, there's, you know, um, in PE, it's a little different because they've always been mainstreamed, right. you know, kind of into PE. But yep. I mean, I, I've never, I guess I've seen IEPs. I don't, I don't, didn't deal a whole lot with them. But when I saw them, I'm like, holy. It's a lot of paperwork. Yeah. I'm like, holy. And they're, they're pretty specific too. I mean, they I mean, they're really nice to have. I mean, does it take a lot to, I mean. It, it does. I have great support um, with my AA person. She helps me a lot. She held my hand for the first two or three years <laughs> for sure. Right. Um, but, yes, I also um, teach with Rachel Cheeseman. We sh- we've always shared a room. And so she's been really great just working with her. She helps a lot with, with writing those IEPs too, but. Yeah, we just try to make sure that we're, it's a team effort. I mean, the teacher, right. the parents, me, Mr. Texter, we just make sure that we're putting everything in there that the kid needs to be successful in right. school. So a, a general, and I don't, I don't know, I'm going to throw this out. I don't know because I don't know this part of it, but can you take us from a a start to a, when when an IEP is complete? I mean, how many steps are in that? Like who? So you do you talk to AEA? Obviously, you identify a student. Do you talk to AEA, or do you develop stuff on your own and and somebody else and the and the classroom teacher? I mean, how does that how does that collaboration work? Well, by the time when they get to me, what we have to decide with in the my AEA person helps. We have to give them a goal in whatever area they they need help in. So if right. it's a reading goal, we just have to come up with what are these you know what skills do these does a student need so that we can get him back into the classroom. What's, mm-hmm. What is the gap that we need to fill? Um, and so we'll make a goal. And, I mean, it's like there are quite a few pages 
right. maybe 10 pages, but it just depends on how many goals each sure. student has. And then you give, you write accommodations, like does this student need directions repeated or does this student need a quiet place to take a test? There are a lot of different. Right. And, and who who decides, you, I mean, it's not like reinventing the wheel, but do you have like a, a, a layman's terms, like a list of different options or can you basically do whatever you feel that student needs to be successful. Yeah, I, th- I again, it's an effort between our team, and the team is the parents, the teachers, me, the gen ed teachers, and the special ed teacher. The principal's there. Okay. Um, sometimes we have um, OT or sp- the speech lady will be there too. Sure. So just all of us together come up with what is going to be the best plan for that student. Did you see a a gap or anything with the whole COVID thing last year, you know, missing out on those last few months. And I mean, you know, did you notice anything or? With with my students, I, I, we kind of always have a gap. Sure. So I really didn't see anything that was extreme or terribly different. Right. And were you able to, did you have to do anything at the end of last year? I mean, how did you handle um, I don't just the classroom because didn't I, mean, I can't remember if DNH did we go to something that required something did it not did it kind of the high schoolers did okay and I don't know if Brian maybe logged on to a couple things I know Mary Claire was required to okay but we didn't I had a couple of IEP meetings that we had to do over okay. Zoom at okay. the end of the year last year um, but other than that nothing too different this year we had to come up with a new page on the on the IEP and it stated exactly what we would do for our students if we had to go virtual. Okay, so So we did have more work to do. We had to do a new page, so Sure. And luckily we didn't have to Yes, we hope we never go have with to that use page. that page. Right, no kidding. <laughs> uh speaking of COVID, hopefully this is the last time we have to talk about COVID on podcast at least in a calendar year. Uh, did COVID change any of your teaching methods this year? Was it probably a little more work, but was there something that that changed? Um, you know, anything that was different than previous years yeah. because of COVID? In my classroom, we usually just sit at a table together, just a few students. But this year, I was able to get some individual desks. And so I measured out six feet. Sure. That when they came into my room, they were able to take their mask off and have a mask oh, break good. when they're in there. So that was nice for them and for me because I was able to do that too. Um, but I want them back at my table. I, w- I right. want us to be able to to not do that next year. But it was nice for this year. Yeah. And so how what how nice was that last week and a half? Yes, without masks. I mean that that was great. Yeah, I saw students seemed happier and less hot. Oh yeah, yeah, that'd have <laughs> been rough, <laughs> especially this week. I know so, it. Yeah, hopefully we never have to go down down that road again off seasons here i I call it the off season just when the teachers get to recharge and stuff what do you as a teacher you know um contrary to what some students think that teachers live at school (laughs) what what do you that's that's what angie angie made a comment of yeah i I see them out in public and they're like what you're not at school you you live at school (laughs) You can be out of there. <laughs> yeah. What do you do uh, for the summertime? Oh, I've been going to a lot of baseball games, wa- trying to keep up with washing baseball pants. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's always fun. Um, taking a lot of walks. I've seen your wife out in the morning. Yeah. It's kind of nice. 
Um, I read two books. I've read two books oh, already. Good. Yes. It's kind of nice. Work in the garden. Just, I'm, I was stressed last year, so I am just really taking it easy this, I, this I summer. Think, I think so, too. I think just after this year and what teachers and, and everybody had to go through, I, I think this break is probably more needed than, than any break that we've had. <laughs> yep, I would agree. So, um, do you, and I asked Angie this, I asked you this as well, as far as um, reading and stuff, do you, do you find kids are still reading? I mean, do, is it a struggle to get kids to read books? Is it um, not a big deal, you know, with technology? Would they rather read it on an iPad, don't care, you know, I, what's... Like my own kids? Or my kids in, in the classroom. Yeah, in both. Both just in general, just to kind of I think it's harder. I know. think they just have their their device in their hand constantly scrolling and I think it's harder for, I think it's harder for everybody to just slow down. Yes. And just to focus on just reading a book instead of just that constant scrolling. Yeah. I see I see that a lot. Just it, we have a hard time just sitting and waiting quietly. <laughs> Can't be patient. We always have to be doing something. Doing yes. the next thing. Like I, totally agree with that it's it's nice just to to back off of everything and just take her easy we need to practice that a little bit more it's hard right. we should do that in school uh, we we do you we guys do need to practice that do you practice it in in the classroom or don't have to well you honestly don't have much time to it, not very often get that. but sometimes if i'm if i'm working with one student and the other needs to has to wait you know that's yep. it's a good thing i tell them we have to practice waiting patiently like right something we should be able to do but <laughs> it just as our society is just not that way really i 100% agree I, yeah it's a skill we need to work on skill we need to work on folks there you go that's your uh, summer assignment <laughs> from uh, mrs mccarter patience patience all right courtney you ready for the random question of the day i hope so you hope so our listeners are ready to Get some knowledge from you. <laughs> All right, you're random. Okay. I, I'm sorry. I was trying to like build it up, but I think it just kind of fell flat. Uh, random question of the day, Courtney. If you could replace all the grass in your yard with something else, what would it be? Okay, so you got a, a yard out there. I like this question because I just mowed the other day, and I would love to replace my grass. Oh, what are you replacing it with? I'm going to put some turf down. Oh, you're going you're going turf. Yeah. Then my kids would they would like that. They could play baseball and football and can you play on the same baseball and football is it the same turf? You can uh without getting too technical, there is uh infill that goes into the turf. Like there's sand. Okay. And there's um like rubber tire. Oh. Black stuff that is all incorporated into it to keep the turf flat. Um, and in football, you want some some of the black stuff, and you know because you are landing on it. Okay. You know, um, in baseball, you don't really want as much because then the ball just bounces all over the place. Got it. So you want a different type. That was way more than what you no, that bargained was great. for, I did wasn't not it? Know but, that about? I learned something new today. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we have uh, friends in Arizona that just built a new house, and we went out there, and they 100% turf. Did they? They turfed her up. Nice. Yeah. Is it green? 
It is green. Okay. Yes, yes, it is green. It looks beautiful too, by the way. Um, if I had to replace all the grass in my yard with something else, um, I'm not sure how, well, obviously it's not going to be logical whatsoever, but I was thinking bubble gum. Oh, see, you were, I was boring. You were fun. No, I, 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 yours is very valid, but I was thinking bubble gum, uh, it'd probably be soft. Yeah. You know, I think the sun would soften it up a little bit where you, you know, it'd kind of be, I don't know what walking on the moon is like, but you, you know (laughs) what I mean? You just kind of. Would kind of sponge around if you need to. So you would have the wrapper on it because otherwise it would. N- no. No, it's not going to be sticky. I, I, I don't know. Oh. I, I think because there are some gums. You know how it has that coating. I think you'd have to have a lot of coating. Yeah. You know, and but I, and then the only thing I don't know about is the winter time. It would freeze. I, I, yeah, I think it'd be hard as a rock. Yeah, I'm just thinking but, like my puppies walking on. Yeah. The gum, they would be like sticky and messy. Yeah. But, I'd have to have something, some so type of... So that it didn't of, stick. Yeah, I'm, more, I'm stuck yeah. on the stickiness. I don't yeah, like a mess. Yeah. More, I'm, I'm thinking of... The soft. Yeah, like a a water bed. <laughs> I think that'd be kind of cool to you know, have your yard be water underneath, but have the, the water bed um, covering. So you're just going to relax shell. in your yard? Yes. Then you yes. could just lay down anywhere, and you'd kind of sink in, kind of like uh, the purple... Uh, what are they called? Mattress? Yes, yes, the purple mattress. Okay. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, something like that. But I, I, it would have to be pink bubble gum. That, that's and what I, I was envisioning. And I think the double bubble. I think I would go with Hubba Bubba. Oh. I, and I don't even know if they make Hubba Bubba anymore, but Hubba Bubba was my. That was what, oh, I think I, I, I like Hubba. Like bubble gum. Yeah, yeah, it, they come bubble in pieces. Bubba. Yeah. Okay. Or I would use Big League Chew. Because Big League Chew would be. Not the strands, but I think Big League Jew would be good, too. That yep. kind of material. Yep. So I don't think it will happen, but I, I do like yours, though. And I, I'm i surprised more people don't have turf. Maybe we should start a trend. Do you know anybody around here that has turf? And I I wonder if the cost isn't the problem. Because it, it seems like it's kind of a no-brainer. Right. If you can do it, but I don't. I don't know of anybody. I don't know what and my the husband cost. really likes to make his grass look nice, so yeah, it's his hobby. Yeah, I I don't. When I lived out in Arizona, I did miss mowing. You did? I did. I did. I, it's kind of relaxing. I I don't mind the mowing. I mind all the other the weeds and the. I, I'm not. I just it's hard to find time. To yeah, mow. that's the hard. Yeah, when it it's is. not hot i guess i'm home all day but i don't want to have to do it during the day when it's really hot yeah i'm with you so all right good answers i like that all right thanks. that's good stuff so all right courtney well i appreciate you coming in taking time out of your off season maybe we'll have you on again during the mid season all right thank you this was less painful <laughs> than i thought it was going to be <laughs> no problem thanks courtney yep Dyke New Hartford Booster Club is established as a support group to encourage parent and community participation and to raise funds to enhance and expand the academic, social, and athletic programs that are available to each individual student at Dyke New Hartford Schools. 
The Booster Club feels strongly that parent and community involvement during the school year can be a key to the success of our students here at DNH. Please consider helping our students by becoming a member. Our Booster Club website can be found under the Parent and Community tab on the DNH homepage. Thank you for your support and roll blue. That's going to end this episode of DNH Loose Change. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. I'd like to thank our guests today, Sarah Bixby, Angie Norton, and Courtney McCarter for taking time out of their summer to join me here. I really appreciate it. I don't think any any one of them wanted to do the podcast, but again, once it's all said and done. They enjoyed it. They said it was tolerable. So appreciate them. Appreciate those guys showing up today. Like to give a first pitch shout out this week on our podcast to our building secretaries. They're kind of wrapping up the school year and, and getting things all buttoned up on the 2020-2021 school year. Those would be uh, Sherry Sharp. Alicia Wildeboer and Sarah Anderson. Really appreciate those ladies keeping DNH afloat, especially this year in the COVID year. It's quite the struggle. A lot of extra duties, a lot of extra paperwork, a lot of extra, extra stuff going on. So really appreciate uh, those ladies helping out, keeping everything going. I think they We'll be done after this week for a while, and then August will be right around the corner. It'll be time to show up and get ready for the 2021-2022 school year. Once again, thank you for listening to the DNH Podcast. Please listen, download, tell friends, tell neighbors. Until next time, remember, don't do your best, do my best. Thank you.